Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, quickly bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. He answered his father, listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. 
but we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. There is an adorable children's song based on this parable. And as far as I know, this song only exists in one place, and that's the splash curriculum that is sold by Augsburg Fortress that we send out to our children under three. Now, by singing this song, we may get flagged for copyright violations on YouTube, but Augsburg Fortress, if you're listening, make this song available in more places, please. The song is sung from the perspective of the father in the parable. And the chorus repeats, I want to hold you, hug you, kiss you, and love you, precious child of mine. I want to hold you, hug you, kiss you, and love you, precious child of mine. And each verse references this parable in a super cute, kid-friendly way. Like the first verse, when you run away and hide, when you're playing hide and seek, I will always go and look for you and pray that you return to me. And the second verse makes reference to when the younger son finds himself hungry and feeding pigs. When you're playing in the mud and you're smelling like a pig, P-U, that doesn't matter much to me. My love for you is way too big. But the third verse, that's what really drives the point home. When you're feeling lost in sin and afraid that I'll be mad, you will always have a home at home. Seeing you always makes me glad. And between each verse repeats that same sweet chorus. I want to hold you, hug you, kiss you and love you, precious child of mine. Now, I can't tell you the number of times Madeline and I have listened to this song, how I've belted it out in the car, and just hope that the meaning of these words would sink in. When we try to hide, when we're at our worst, when we're feeling lost and sinful, we are always loved. God continues to delight in us. God continues to want to be in relationship with us. God continues to claim each one of us as a precious child, always ready to welcome us home. If you were to pick one parable to summarize the entire gospel, it could be this one. The good news of God's love and forgiveness is so present here. 
So let's take some time to enter this story and to let this message of God's love really sink in. Our gospel lesson starts by letting us know that there are people gathering around Jesus. And the people coming to hear Jesus are the unsavory sort. Sinners and tax collectors, those on the margins, those who are looked down on, not the respected and esteemed. The Pharisees and the scribes take notice of the type of crowd that is gathered and grumbles about it. Look at this guy welcoming sinners and eating with them. In response to their critique, Jesus tells three parables, although we only read the third. Jesus first tells the story of the shepherd who leaves the 99 sheep in search of the one who is lost. And then in finding the one sheep that is lost, calls together all his friends and neighbors to celebrate with them. Then a woman who has 10 silver coins loses one and searches high and low until it is found. And then when she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors to celebrate. In each case, even if the urge to find the thing that is lost is understandable, to call together neighbors and friends in celebration is extravagant. The response is so over the top. The cost of the celebration is more than the thing that was lost. But that's who God is. That is the joy God feels when one person returns. God can't help but to celebrate. Then Jesus completes this trilogy of parables with today's gospel. We usually call this the parable of the prodigal son, focusing on the son who takes his inheritance early, spends it recklessly, and ends up coming home repentant. The one who is most obviously lost and then found. But it's the story of two sons, And they're both lost in their own ways. And the real prodigal in this story is the father. The father is the one who loves extravagantly and recklessly. The first son sees his father's treasure and wants his reward now. His relationship with his father doesn't seem to be about love He only has his eyes on what he will inherit. He takes it, spends it, and then realizes what he has done. He hits rock bottom when he is feeding pigs, an unclean animal. And he is so hungry that he longs for the food that the pigs are eating. We see his moment of repentance When he realizes what he has done, he practices his apology as he returns home. He is prepared to be like a hired hand in his father's house. The second son sees his brother's sin, but not his own. 
His relationship with his father also doesn't seem to be about love. He has his eye on his inheritance that comes from being in this family, but he has patiently waited. He has worked like a slave and never disobeyed. He is jealous that he has not received all that his younger brother has received. When the younger son returns home, before he can even finish his apology, the prodigal father runs to meet him, throws his arms around him, kisses him, gives him a ring and a robe, and orders a feast for celebration. I want to hold you, hug you, kiss you, and love you, precious child of mine. When the older son expresses his bitterness to the father, how hard he has worked, how he feels he has been forgotten, the prodigal father again responds with an abundance of understanding and love. The older son doesn't see that he is already a part of the celebration. The father reminds him, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. I want to hold you, hug you, kiss you, and love you, precious child of mine. See what I mean about this prodigal father? (laughs) He loves when it is undeserved. He forgives at the first sign of repentance. He continues to welcome and to be present, never giving up on his sons. For those who were listening, those Pharisees and scribes, they might have felt like the older brother. People who have been righteous their whole lives, following the law, doing all the right things. And yet Jesus' attention was on these sinners and tax collectors who lived wild and free, cheated others and had all their fun, being promised God's forgiveness and love too. We can read ourselves into this story. Depending on your own faith journey, you might see yourself as the younger son, the one who made many bad choices before turning to God, having experienced deserts and hard places, surprised to learn that God's love and forgiveness was available to you overwhelmed by God's grace, deeply moved by God's abundant love. Or you might see yourself as the older son, having grown up in the church, been a good kid, followed the rules as a young adult, worked hard your whole life, and you're a bit surprised by this message of grace that people who turn to God later in life receive the same feast as those who had followed Jesus their whole lives. It seems a little unfair. That's the thing about grace, though. It's completely unfair. 
It's undeserved and unexpected, and that's what makes it so wonderful. Whatever son we are, we are all in need of forgiveness. We have all fallen short of God's glory. Every one of us has room to grow in love and in compassion. And when any one of us repents, God rejoices. God can't help but celebrate. Sometimes we forget that we are already a part of this celebration. That worship is a party. That it celebrates God's love for us and a celebration of our love for God. And when we join together in holy communion, we are at a table where Jesus is still choosing to eat with sinners and saints. We are receiving a foretaste of the heavenly feast. We always have a place at this table, and we always have a place in God's home. And if there's anything that can make this celebration even better, it is to share the love and the welcome that we first received. To become like the prodigal father. To be more and more like our extravagant God. And to share the good news that no matter who you are, you have a place here. You have a seat at this table, and this is your home too. And our loving God can't wait to embrace you because you are God's precious child.